Hello and welcome to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast with your hosts, Tyler W. Moore and Christopher Strong. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the 8th Golden Jamie Awards. You all know Jamie, right? I'm Tyler. And I'm Chris. Tonight's show will be split into two parts. On this first installment, we will be discussing every new film we saw in the year of 2023. After we've done the rundown in part two, we will go back and forth naming our top five favorite films. Our number one picks will be bestowed the honor of receiving the Golden Jamie Award of 2023. We have a lot of films to go through for part one, and we're sure to have some duplicates between us, so we're just going to talk about those together as they come up some of which we've already talked about on the podcast, so we don't need to go into too much detail on those. I should also note that there will be no spoilers in these episodes for any of the films discussed. Chris, how many films did you watch this year? Why, Tyler, that's a great question to ask me. Um, I watched 25. Nice. I watched 40. I I had a feeling that you would watch more than me this year. Um, we had talked about, you know, we honestly we talk about movies every so often throughout the year, you know, if you'd believe it. Yeah. And I was like, huh, boy, he's watching a lot of movies. <laughs> and I looked at my list going, huh, I watch a whole lot of movies this year. <laughs> 20, Uh-oh. 20, uh, 25, I guess, because like, we, we probably average like 30 or so at least. Like for I'm pretty sure this is the lowest amount I've ever had. That, that's probably true. I mean, like 25 is nothing to, nothing to sneeze at, but... I think there was one year, a couple. I think it was a couple years ago. I had like sixty. <laughs> like, good God! Oh yeah, yeah. No, that was like. I'm pretty sure we. Uh, the Golden Jamie's was like three hours long. At one point. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess Especially that first year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I think yeah. There was a reason that we split them up. We started splitting them up, and then we almost don't need to anymore. But the for people who want to just skip to the top five, eh, whatever, here's a, a complete separate audio file to listen to, you know, fuck it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I guess I'll go ahead and jump in, uh, starting in January. My, the, the, the first movie I watched was called infinity pool. This was a great concept. Good, slow burn, extremely well shot. Mia goth is very good at being insufferable. And I'm pretty sure that's a compliment. Um, I'm going to give that a six. Uh, next up, I've got Legion of Superheroes. This is one of the newest DC animated features. I really like the look of this movie. It's nice to see a, a, a Supergirl-centric story. It's a pretty basic story, a decent lazy afternoon watch. I gave it a five. So I couldn't recall if I actually watched this or not. It doesn't show that I watched it on Amazon or anything like that. So I'm like, I don't actually know if I watched it or not. I mean, it looks familiar. I'm like, I just I have no memory of this, though. <laughs> if it did, it obviously left no impression. <laughs> yeah. My next film is Creed 3. Uh, I already talked about this one on the podcast. I gave it a 9. Uh, this was, like, this was in my top 5 for a while. Yeah. Um, for me, like, you know, it's a real shame that one of these characters will never come back again. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> Michael P. Jordan knows, you know, he knows Creed inside and out. Like, it really shows. You know, he, he fits so comfortably in the character. You can tell, you know, you can get, get kind of get lost in the world because, like, you don't just like see him as an actor playing a part, but as like a character, you know? Um, I think, I think I've actually reduced this down a little bit. I can't remember what I gave in the podcast, but I give it an eight out of 10. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, it, it also sucks that like almost immediately after the movie and the subsequent podcast came out, we found out that 
Oh, yeah, that was pretty soon afterwards. Yeah, like after I spent an hour talking about what a great actor he is. He had to yep. kill <laughs> well, to be a piece of shit. And now it's I like look. Confirmed. I look forward to his career. And <laughs> crash. <laughs> yeah. The next movie I watched is also one that you saw. Shin Kamen Rider. I didn't really know what to expect here, but it was a little of everything. Uh, at times, it looked like a fan film. At other times, it delivered on some really brutally fun action moments. Um, it doesn't really compare to Anno's other work. It has a bit too much of the silly Super Sentai tone for that. But uh, it's still an enjoyable watch. I gave it a 5.5. Uh, you know what's funny? is like I, I've also never watched... I've never watched, I've never read anything Common Rider. Mm. I'm aware of Common Rider, okay? I, I, I know, like, a few little bits and pieces here and there. You know, but, like, obviously what drew me in was, you know, uh, Hideki Yano. Yeah. Um, directing it. And, you know, it, it really, it, it's like watching an anime in live action, and it, it kind of works. Um, you know, the story is obviously rushed. It never kind of feels like it's fully fleshed out. Um, I felt like I was kind of watching two movies in one as well, too, which is kind of weird. Uh, it didn't quite come together like it was as much as I was like hoping it would. Um, so I give it a 6.5 out of 10. I, I agree with everything you said there. It kind of... I expected, I expected more, but like I didn't, ex- I didn't go into it with ex- expectations at the same time. It's yeah. kind of a weird thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next film I watched was Reunion. This film by L. Tanner Smith brings in a lot of sincerity that you can tell is straight from the heart of the writer-director. I have a lot of admiration for that aspect of the film without spoiling it. I think the ending is also very impactful while displaying a good amount of restraint. I gave it a five. Next up is Child. I caught the world premiere of this film at the KC Film Fest. It was a trip for sure. The film was in production for eight years. To be honest, Child as a story was never a film that was going to appeal to me. I was never going to like it, but after learning the story of its production woes, I had to see it. Sadly, it seems as though Child is still not finished. The audio was astonishingly bad. Mismatched ADR in the same scenes as noise removals that destroyed on-set audio. Uh, What Child does have is a lot of creativity that cannot go without praise. While the camera work isn't exactly top-notch, it does bring a lot to the table, and the locations and production design were also fantastic. I unfortunately have to give it a three. You know, I, I do admire the heart. You said eight years, right? Eight years. Lordy. Yeah. Next up is Parallel. This is another film by L. Tanner Smith uh, that I saw on the same weekend. Um, Also at uh, Casey Film Fest. Um, Filmmaking-wise, this was a nice step up from the other film. Uh, There were some clever ideas on display here that I enjoyed seeing in action. The lead of the film also does a great job handling dual roles, uh, which is never an easy task. I gave it a six. Next up is First River, How Arkansas Saved a National Treasure. An interesting doc with excellent cinematography and editing by a friend I met at KC Film Fest. I gave it a 7. Next up is Air. A great return to form for Ben Affleck as a director after DC spent years stringing him along and wasting his time. Solid performances from Matt Damon and Viola Davis. Thoroughly enjoyed it. I gave it an 8. You know, like Ben Affleck's a pretty good, pretty good director, right? You know, the cat, like he has a pretty good cast, um... But like I think one of the issues with Air was that it was like I was watching people playing parts, you know what I mean? Where it's got it was a little bit distracting in that aspect. Makes it like you know that they they have people who in there who are like you know uh, a list celebrities, so it's like it's I don't know, it, it, it was kind of distracting to me. Um, but 
you also like know how the story ends too. So it's like there's like no not a lot sure. of tension's kind of gone. Uh, but hey, I will say it was entertaining, entertaining enough. Um, I'll probably not watch it again, but it's a good little flick. So seven point five out of ten. Yeah. Next up, I have Bo is Afraid. Uh, we talked about this one on the podcast, and I enjoyed it. A nice, uncomfortable watch. I gave it an 8.5. Next, I've got Blood and Chopsticks, Echoes of Night Screams. Full disclosure, I worked on this documentary. <laughs> a nice look at the making of a cult classic slasher film made here in Wichita. Uh, saw this and the actual film Night Screams at Tallgrass this year and loved it. Uh, congrats to our friend Leif Yonker on putting this together, and thanks for the opportunity, man. Uh, I gave it an 8. Oh, I see. So if you uh, schmooze around with the people of IC, you get yourself a free 8. You get a free 8. You get a free 8. Although, it does, it also goes to show, like, I've, I've, been getting a lot, I've been getting a lot of crap for being a harsh critic, because I'm not handing out 10s. Yeah, apparently you can be the announcer of our podcast and still not get an automatic 10. <laughs> so. Oh, no. I see. So, so basically what I'm saying is don't don't play poker with Tyler. Play poker with me. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the next film I watched was The People's Joker. This is a parody of the Todd Phillips movie and the Batman IP as a whole. Used to tell a woman's transition story. The personal side of the film had tears in my eyes multiple times. The mixed media aspect was very fun, though definitely made the experience of the film a lot to process. Some elements are more effective than others, but overall I really enjoyed it. And it got distribution, so more people will get to see it soon. Uh, I gave it a 6. Next was Renfield. I talked about it on the podcast. It was a very fun flick. I gave it an 8. Chris, what did you think of Renfield? Listen, man, I... uh... Nicholas Cage is Dracula, and that's all I wanted. I got what I, I when what I got, I was I thought was very enjoyable. You know, I'm starting to really like this Nicholas Holt guy as well. Um, I've seen him in a few different things now too, and I I I, I think he's a lot of fun. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun to see what he does, you know, uh, beyond this film. Uh, you know, very fun movie. Exactly what I wanted. Eight out of ten. Nice. Uh, next up, I have. What, what if this film was one of my top five? By the way, but it would be like I had to think about right about Renfield. I'm like, silence. <laughs> Can't say anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can't say anything. Oh, <laughs> I actually thought this was gonna be my top ten. By the way, and like I, I guess like I don't know. I, just, I thought I thought for a while that was gonna be it was gonna be like you know a, a low scoring uh, top five for a bit. Oh wow, low scoring and, and you know uh, compared to everything else. Sure. Obviously, but next up we got free time. This is a fun comedy about a guy quitting his job and immediately regretting it. Fans of a nice, dry, awkward comedy will definitely enjoy this. I got plenty of laughs out of it. I gave it a six. Then I've got Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. I talked about this on the podcast already, but I love this movie. It's a nice expansion on the first film and ups the quality on animation, which seemed like an impossible task. It is disappointing knowing I won't see the conclusion for a few years, but it will be worth the wait. Hopefully. Uh, I gave it an eight. Well, that's great. <laughs> I had a feeling. <laughs> Next is Elemental. I'll be real with you folks. Like many others, the marketing for this mo- uh, for this movie completely turned me off. Our good friend Jillian swore up and down that it was actually great, so I happily checked it out on Disney+, and that was in fact the case. It's a very sweet story, and of course, very well crafted. Don't sleep on it. I gave it an 8. 
Yeah, dude, that the marketing for this was awful. It was terrible. Right like, it was terrible. They they suck. <laughs> the trailers made it look like. I mean, it's like, you know, it's not necessarily the most creative movie, um, or like in, in terms of like the core concept itself, like. But you know, I think they I think they took their premise and did plenty with it. Uh, the marketing did did nothing to uh, to emphasize that they made it look as bland and unwatchable as possible <laughs> next i have asteroid city this was another fun outing from wes anderson absolutely love the insane color grade on this one this movie knows exactly what it is and it's enjoyable because of it i gave it an eight man i don't know i watched the trailer for it i was like you know this doesn't seem like something i'm gonna really enjoy and then like people i trust who actually like Wes Anderson movies were like, this is very good. People, yeah, minus people kind of did. I should say, minus you, by the way. I, yeah, I should yeah, say. yeah. People kind of, yeah. people majoritively seem to, I think a lot of people are kind of getting over Wes Anderson a little bit, which might be the case. I know you and I were very late on the train, so yeah. maybe well, that, just, that effect hasn't happened to me yet. Yeah. I, I also like, I've given Wes Anderson more chances than, anybody else and like i it's paid off a couple times but like that's about as much as paid off yeah so next i've got indiana jones and the dial of destiny fuck you all this was a good movie i didn't grow up with indy so i'm glad that this focused on being a fun adventure film and not just being a nostalgia trip honestly if nothing else i appreciate its commitment to making kingdom of the crystal skull a stronger film by extension wish i caught it in the cinema especially for that opening i gave it an 8.5 Listen, man, it's Indiana Jones fighting Nazis. What more do you want? Well, how about a uh, how about a how about a good story, enjoyable cast of characters, and an exciting romp? Eh, you won't get all that in this one to me. Um, it's it's a little bland, um, but it's hard not to love Mads Mikkelsen as the villain. You know, dude's brilliant. Uh, it's also fun to see Harrison Ford as Indiana. It's just kind of a weak script. Uh, I gave it about a six out of ten. All right. Next, I've got the clone Tyrone. Uh, Gorgeous-looking black exploitation throwback film. Uh, lots of fun throughout. Incredible cinematography and production design. I gave it a seven. Uh, the Venture Brothers. Radiant is the blood of the baboon heart. The long-awaited finale to a classic Adult Swim series has finally arrived, and it delivered in every way. For fans of the show, there's a little bit of everything. A nice send-off. I gave it an eight point five. Then we've got Sympathy for the Devil. We are Nick Cage supporters in this household. <laughs> we are. It's true. <laughs> this it's one true. was a nice surprise. It sort of appeared at the film center. A great road trip crime movie in which Cage gives a pretty stellar performance with all the flair you come to expect from him. Uh, I gave it a 7.8. Next I've got Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. As someone with very little investment in the TMNT... I really enjoyed this. A little over-reliance on pop culture humor, but still very funny. Uh, good voice cast, incredible art direction. The Reznor Ross score is fucking killer, as is the soundtrack. Uh, definitely want a sequel from this. And I got a Paramount Plus trial just for this. <laughs> um, I gave it a 9. Then I watched The Meg 2, The Trench. Coming from someone who likes the first one, this was pretty bad. <laughs> Skipped the theaters because of all the bad feedback. Saw the first act and thought, 
Maybe they were all wrong. Nah, it's just bad. Sorry, Statham. Also, cons- also considering this movie is literally made for a Chinese audience, I didn't care that half of the movie is in Chinese, but whose idea was it to use no subtitles? Oh, wait, what? <laughs> there are extended sorry, periods of this film where they're speaking Chinese with no subtitles. Oh my god! So I didn't like I I've, I've never watched uh, any of the Meg movies, and I I had heard that there was something about like it was a Chinese production as well, and I was like I'm sure it's gonna be trash, so I just you know I was like I'm not gonna watch this thing. I didn't hear about that part though. Yeah, it's fucking absurd. Um, I like I, like I said I liked the first movie. The uh, it it did very well in China, so that's why. You know, this one was like, this one's not for us. And so I, I will not be uh, watching any more of the Meg series, more than likely. I don't know if I said, I gave it a two. Next up, I have Anatomy of a Fall. This is a recommendation from Monica, who apparently drove to a different state to see it. Um, when done right, I love a good courtroom drama. Can we get a French version of The Legal Eagle to take a look at this one? Um, the story is presented extremely well, only giving you the information needed to understand the outcome of the case and not the definitive truth, which I really appreciated. Some fantastic storytelling at play. I gave it an 8.5. At the very end of the lawyer turned to the screen and be like, do you know who did the crime? (laughs) (laughs) Next, I've got the creator. I was very excited to finally see a new film from Gareth Edwards. I was disappointed by the utter lack of rain and fog in this one. (laughs) (laughs) excellent visual effects work and world building always enjoy seeing john david washington allison janey and ken watanabe uh good music too the first act borders on cheesy and the third act is a giant mess the story comes out a little lackluster altogether for what it's worth it takes several things i loathe about avatar and does them marginally better um i gave it a six i was kind of disappointed by it but you know, uh, it's such a shame. It's yeah. Such a shame. I was, I was wondering how it was gonna be. Like, I think that you'd said you would, you saw it, and didn't hear anything else from that. So I was like, okay, probably. I, I watched good. it yesterday. It took me forever to. Oh, get, is it you? Okay, no, it, see okay, it. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Next, I've got Tokyo Cowboy. I got to see the world premiere of this film at Tallgrass. Amazing cinematography, great performances, and a very funny fish out of water story. I wholeheartedly recommend it to you, Chris. Um, I gave it a nine. Okay, yeah, I'll uh, add to the list then. Next, I've got Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, It's a Scorsese picture. What did you expect? I only felt the runtime in the last 20 minutes when the story got a little repetitive. De Niro is utilized perfectly here. Lily Gladstone earned the Oscar that she's going to win for this. I gave it an eight. Man, I got a confession to give you. Yeah? I never watched the movie. Yeah, I had a feeling. (laughs) I, I I feel bad. No, it's 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 been like it's like it was on my list of things to watch, and then like just I just couldn't get to the theater to watch it. Yeah, and I just haven't watched it at all. And you know, it's one of those things. Like I I knew I had to watch it in the theater, or I wasn't going to because I'm I'm yeah. certainly not going to get an Apple TV subscription. Um, no, yeah, yeah. Next, I've got Sly. It's no secret that Sylvester Stallone is a hero of mine. This documentary takes a deep dive through his life and career yet strangely avoids the topic of the 1983 Saturday Night Fever sequel, Staying Alive? What's that all about, huh? Very good watch. Inspiring as always, I gave it an 8. 
Yeah, this is a lot of fun. Um, I liked uh, I thought they they did this. You know. Yeah. It was nice. It, it's yeah. It's like it's an eight, but um, I, I was happy to see this. Uh, I think they did one. Did they do one over? Uh, Schwarzenegger. They did like well. a three-part little mini-series about Schwarzenegger, which yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm meaning to check out as well. Yeah, no, that, that's a lot of fun too. Yeah, I, I remember watching it now. Yeah, I'm re- yeah, we're watching it. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty cool. Next, I've got The Killer. We all know I'm a fan of David Fincher's work. The consensus on this one is that it's mostly dull, and I have to agree. Um, in some ways, that seems like the point, but I've come to expect a little bit more from this guy. There's some genuinely great scenes and set pieces. Uh, what works, works well. Its biggest crime is being a little standard. I gave it a 7. That's a shame. Yeah. Next we got Dream Scenario. Hey! Who wrote an entire movie about my Nick Cage sex dreams? Haha, ha, just kidding. Unless? <laughs> but for real, this movie was fucking silly and I loved it. Another great use of Nicolas Cage. 8.5. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Next, I've got great photo, lovely life. This is a heavy one. I missed it at Tallgrass, but luckily HBO picked it up and I watched it there. Uh, it dives into the topic of sexual abuse in an excruciatingly honest and fully dimensionalized way. The presentation is handled very well. Hard to say, go out and watch it, but if you have the stomach for it, it's worth your time. I gave it a nine. Uh, next I have the boy and the heron. I talked about this on the podcast. Uh, not a lot to add. Another great Miyazaki film. I gave it a 7.8. Hey, Tyler, I got another confession to give. <laughs> no fucking way. Get the fuck out of town. <laughs> I'm really sorry. I couldn't get out to the theater and watch this one as well. <laughs> this is absurd. <laughs> I've got a confession to make. I watched Maestro. Sorry. I want to start by <laughs> I want to start by saying I do like Bradley Cooper and maybe this one was wasted on me. I didn't intend to watch it, but I figured I might as well since I paid for a month of Netflix. It's shot very well, but it felt like it was a little indulgent and dull at the same time. I don't even know how that's possible. Uh I gave it a 4. Uh Man, this was this is like this was on my list for a while to watch too. Cause I saw like it was uh, it had Bradley Cooper and I was like okay well that's that might be that might be worth watching, and I just didn't care enough to watch it. Yeah no it, it uh, <laughs> Bradley Cooper wants that Oscar real bad, and you can feel it. Uh, and it's it's just it's oh, sad. Really? It's just sad. You're enough, Bradley Cooper. You don't need an Oscar. Stop trying so fucking hard to get one. Well, there might there might be a movie that he was in that he could have won an Oscar for. He should he should get it nominated for, but you know. Was it The Hangover Three? No, it was uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Okay. <laughs> uh, next up, I watched Saltburn. Our good pal Caitlin recommended this one to me. She was told to watch it, but don't think about it too much. She gave me the same advice. It's hard not to think about some of these scenes, buddy. Uh, this is a gorgeous looking movie. If this doesn't get a best cinematography nod, it was robbed. A great sophomore effort by Emerald Fennel? Fennel? I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce that. There's no e, there's no e at the end. I'll definitely be paying attention going forward. I gave it an 8. And then my last one before my top 5 is Poor Things. Um, I've seen a couple of Lanthimos' previous films, 
and thought they were pretty good. Coupled with the fact that I think Emma Stone is an amazing actor, but I haven't been compelled to see anything she's been in for a few years, I was totally up for seeing this one. It was really great. I'd say it's his best film of the ones I've seen. Impeccably shot, and the entire cast is doing fantastic work. I gave it a 9. Nice. Very, very nice. And then I hand this off to you, Chris. All right, my first film, starting off this list here, uh, not including, obviously, the ones you've already covered, is Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumanium. No! <laughs> another another Ant-Man movie, 5 out of 10. <laughs> Next movie. <laughs> Next movie was Tetris. So, I really like Taron Egerton. Uh, the story of Tetris is pretty incredible. Uh, all its own. This is a very, it's obviously a very Hollywoodized version of the story. Uh, but you know what? If you want the full the actual story, just go watch Gaming Historians video on YouTube. Uh, the movie's pretty crazy. Um, you know, the story itself is pretty crazy. The movie's pretty crazy. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Okay. Next up is John Wick 4. Oh, shit. What can I say? It's the fourth John Wick film. Action cop, uh, competency is basically its bread and butter, and this is no different. The world's interesting, but uh, this is probably the weakest one. Uh, we're realizing that I enjoy the heck out of the other three. So this is not really like a massive criticism at the same time, you know. Uh, Keanu Reeves and Donnie Yen are fantastic together. I gave it an 8 out of 10. Oh, shit. I didn't know Donnie Yen was in it. Um, yeah, I after John Wick 3, I kind of said I was going to check out. And I thought, I heard I heard enough people were saying like this was the best one. Um, that I was like, I've heard that too. Like, honestly, like it, it's super, super fun. Like I said, the addition of Donnie Yen is, <laughs> I was, I'm, I'm a Donnie Yen fanboy, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's so, you know, I'll, I'll push for, so I'll push for him. But, uh, like, you know, it's for me, it was weakest one, but again, weakest one being like, I still really enjoy these films. So yeah, <laughs> you know, oh no. <laughs> Sorry, I just looked at what my next movie was. <laughs> <laughs> it was Batman, the Doom that came to Gotham. <laughs> so I've got to write a review for this one after I saw it. Let me tell you, I don't remember a thing from it other than that I was bored and didn't care. I don't know how, I don't know if I even finished it. Uh, three out of ten. I didn't even know this happened. I have like, I have like little small bits and pieces. It's almost like a dream, you know? <laughs> Like a bad dream. <laughs> oh, man. Next up is a movie that was in my top five for a while there, till it knocked, got knocked off there, which was Dungeons & Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Oh, yeah. Now, have I played D&D? Yes. Do you need to have played the game to enjoy this movie? Absolutely not. Not at all. The story and cast were a lot of fun. Uh, if you're a fan, you know, there's little references, obviously, throughout the film that would be super enjoyable. I thought it was pretty great. Uh, 8.5 out of 10. Cool. Like, I think you would enjoy this even. So, Oh, wow. There you go. Yeah. If it, if it's, yeah, uh, yeah. if it's uh, like in front of me at some point, I'll definitely. Yeah, no, I would, I would, yeah, there's, there's some of these. I'm like, if this is in front of you, go for it. Cool. Next up is super Mario brothers movie. My niece and nephew would watch this nonstop if they were allowed to. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was pretty, pretty good as well. Um, I know that people have hammered Chris Pratt in his performance. And honestly, they're right to a point. Uh, his voice is just isn't quite right for the role. Uh, not that it was necessarily bad. It's just that, like, I feel like somebody else could have done it better. Um, other than that, everyone else was great from Anya Taylor-Joy to Jack Black. 
super fun story. 8.5 out of 10. I, it, it, it was weird. Like it was weird how everyone was like, fuck this movie. Uh, fuck Chris Pratt. And then like the moment that like trailer dropped that, that rhetoric went away and everybody was in love with this thing. Yeah. I think that listen, my, my biggest reservation was like, once I heard his voice, I was kind of like, ah, that's just not quite right yeah but like again you hear people like uh, jack black in here and uh seth rogan and you're like oh oh no these these guys are perfect for these roles <laughs> honestly it's like you know I, I know it's a little bit like oh yeah big stars playing the roles right but like honestly though these guys nailed it next up is power rangers once and always oh shit it's it's basically an episode of the 90s series it's great to see some familiar faces, and unfortunately, we can't see certain others. Um, it was very respectful to the original series, and it was a lot of just a big fun time. Uh, honestly, thank you for making this to the people who made it. Uh, is it perfect? God no, uh, but don't let the score, don't let this next score fool you. It's very enjoyable. Uh, seven out of ten. I I recommend this to you. Yeah, I, I forgot it happened. Um, yeah, no, I guess go on Netflix, man. Just yeah, fuck it. It's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just have a just have a good time. It's like I think it's like I think it's like an hour long too. So it's not very long at all. It's perfect. Next up is Sisu. Uh, it takes place in a fertile era of the the fertile era of World War Two. <laughs> <laughs> um, definitely not you know overmade amount of movies on this, but it takes does take place in Finland, uh, which you don't see a lot of movies from this uh, arena. So what do you get? You get a guy who was in the war. He's a gold prospector now and has to fight Nazis to get back to civilization. You know, kills him brutally. It's great. It has some uh, clear influences from Tarantino to Rambo. I give it a 7.5 out of 10. Hell yeah. It's, it also has, has a great English dub, by the way. So it's, oh. um, so you don't have to watch, don't have to read it at all. You just, you just, you can, there's not a whole lot of dialogue anyways. It's like, you know, who cares? <laughs> Yeah, listen. It's a Finnish guy and Nazis go. <laughs> uh, next up is Fast X. To defend myself here, these movies are terrible. <laughs> they have terrible writing. The characters are two dimensional. This is a guilty pleasure. <laughs> I forgot Fast X happened this year. Me too. I didn't even write it down. I like the the list originally. I guess I just skipped over the fact I watched it. Oh my but, god. It's back like in there. Uh, Jason Momoa fits right in, if not kind of overshadowing the rest of the cast. Um, I give a 7.5 out of 10. I'm excited for the next one. Cool, cool. I, I, I still haven't, like, watched through everything. So, like, I, I feel like it'll, it'll probably be, like, when the series is over. <laughs> you, don't, you don't even need to watch through this watch this <laughs> one. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> oh there's a story in there who cares <laughs> next is transformers rise of the beasts you know bumblebee that's a pretty good movie right this this one's okay um you know that's about it <laughs> it's a transformers movie it's not gonna be groundbreaking but you know it did its job entertaining me i used to watch beast wars as a kid so like that was a good draw right there anyway uh 6.5 out of 10 oh cool you know yeah, it's I'd, I'd still say it's, it's fun. Like just yeah, no, six point five is probably like yeah, the no. best you can hope for for a Transformers oh, yeah, movie yeah. these days. You know, except for except for Bumblebee. I also I think I gave Bumblebee a much higher score. Yeah, um, I can't remember why I did, but like it was definitely higher than that. I still gotta watch Bumblebee. <laughs> yeah, don't recommend that. 
What I don't recommend is The Flash. <laughs> I was wondering movie. this was coming in. <laughs> it sucked. I won't elaborate further. I don't have to. You can't make me. Okay, fine. Putting aside the fact that the actor playing The Flash is a trash human being, uh, the movie tries to make you believe that this film would honor other DC films before it. It doesn't. Even when the time comes to honor other versions of Batman Superman, it falls super flat. Michael Keaton is the only thing that this film has going for it, and it squanders that too. Be better. Two out of ten. <laughs> Next is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Listen, Tom Cruise, you can do it all. He's basically the master of action movies and knows how to thrill an audience. This is a great cast of characters and an exciting first part to this two-part series. 8.5 out of 10. That's another series I have to get like caught up on. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I would I would recommend just jumping into the movie Ghost Protocol and then going from there. Yeah. Um, or like watch the first one, then jump over to Ghost Protocol. Right, that's what it was. Watch the first one, then jump over to that, and uh, you'll be fine. Um, if you like those ones, then you can watch like the third one. Don't watch the second one, and you're you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> what about Tom Cruise's mullet? Man, listen, he's a beautiful man, but. Uh, <laughs> Next is Oppenheimer. Fasting subject matter. Glad this movie wasn't afraid to show uh, how you can make someone into a hero of the nation and also the, a shunned person in the nation. Um, a very complex character in American history and a very complex film to boot. Cillian Murphy does an incredible job. 8 out of 10. Oh, cool. <sighs> Next is the Marvels. Why'd I see this again? I don't know. Had a really cool singing sequence. 3 out of 10. <sighs> Napoleon. Oh, man. <laughs> Listen, you can't squeeze someone's life into two hours, especially Napoleon. You either make a trilogy or you focus on one of the bigger events. You can't do it all. The film tried to do it all, and it failed. Joaquin Phoenix uh, was also too old to play Napoleon. Yeah. Um, Listen, I, I think he's great. Um, I was hoping that maybe it wouldn't show too much, but boy, did it. Fantastic actor, again, you can't go over the age without, like, some de-aging technology, I guess, but, you know, whatever. Uh, five out of ten. Not a French accent in sight. I don't mind that, because, again, I'd prefer, like, them not doing a terrible French accent. Sure. So, whatever. But, man, everything else just... <clears throat> but that is that is it for me and my, uh, my, uh, my list here to the top five. Sweet. So, is there anything you, yeah. uh, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Cage match is not in your top five, is it? Oh my god, I didn't write the review for cage match. It's all the way down here at the very bottom. I can give the review right now for it. Um, it is a uh, two out of ten. Okay, I uh, I cause that's one I missed. <laughs> I, I missed that one. Okay, yeah, I, I have a list here. I didn't write down for the or down a review for it. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, yeah, I mean it's like a tradition to watch the Mortal Kombat Legends movies. Um, you know they're they're kind of hit or miss. I uh, I didn't get around to watching that one, and uh, I, I I've been told that I'm I'm better off for it. Yeah, yeah, no, it's terrible. Um, again, I guess I have to write a review for it. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it right here on my list here too. It's like very very bottom below the top five. <laughs> That's funny. Um, <laughs> I just didn't care. I guess. <laughs> was there anything else like that you didn't get to see that you um that like obviously Boyne the Heron. Yeah, I was gonna say uh, besides Born the Heron, um, you know, it's a few things here and there. But I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm gonna watch them, uh, eventually I'm sure. 
you know, there's uh, there was the one called the Holdovers. Yeah, that has uh, Paul Giamatti in it. Looks like a Breakfast Club type type of film. Yeah, and I just didn't. I just I just couldn't get to the theater to watch to watch it. So I'll just wait till it comes out. I don't, I don't know when it comes out, but at some point. Uh, I was gonna watch Blackberry. Uh, it has Glenn Howerton in it, and I, I I heard his performance is really good. I like a lot of well, rather, I like uh, one of Matt Johnson's movies I've seen, and then the other one was fine. And then there was. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving, I completely missed it in the theater, so I missed my chance. And then same with, uh, Pris- I, I I wasn't gonna go to the theater to see Priscilla. I'm a glutton for punishment. I you know I listen. Sofia Coppola's last movie was good. She made she made another good one. So you know maybe like who knows maybe we're in a Sofia Coppola re- renaissance. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I would like to see Priscilla eventually. Um, those are the four that I uh, missed. Uh, I had I saw a total of 19 movies in the cinema this year. So about half of the movies I watched. Stick around. Uh, or don't stick around on on this episode. That'd be stupid. It's about to end. Yeah. Go, go home. It's over. Go home. <laughs> uh, check out part two where we're going to talk about our top five favorite movies of 2023 and uh yeah yeah go go do that right now i don't know if it's up i don't know if it's up immediately shoot get out of here we'll find out (laughs) bye be gone listening to the Illumination Cinema Movie Podcast. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a review and subscribe on iTunes or Google Play. For updates on this show and their other projects, get your parents' permission to go to IlluminationCinema.com. Interesting doc with an excellent. Oh my god! If I could read today, that would be great. Considering that's all I'm gonna be doing today. <laughs>